sit in an office chaining cigarettes waiting until they're called out to do something special, exactly. which yes, is uh, what the BBC was really, yeah. and it had a room for a separate room for everybody. Yeah. Well, uh, this, this current government appears to be intent on private, a privatising Channel Four and b making the BBC not um, public funded, yeah. not funded by uh, license, which I think is very sad. Yeah, it is. It's um, and it, the irony is really it's sort of like that Channel Four was born of a sort of a, a, a Margaret Thatcher thing, really. Yeah, it's a sort of a soft, that's the real irony. Yeah, soft, um, public, public, made a soft public. Um, yeah. Public enterprise, yeah. um, and it, it's, it's ironic now that we're, we're through those years, and now it's now it's going to be sort of like, well, personally, Amazon are just going to come in and sweep that up. I mean, the amount of Amazon content that's coming through now with the yeah. um, uh, the US Open final that the Amazon logo in it that just piped through, um, you know, I can just see that now being a a, a conduit for like a, a streaming service, certainly, yeah. but. I think that's the direction of travel now. I don't think, you know, maybe like four channels as it was at the time, you needed that. Now it's yeah. all, all driven on that. So, you know, bringing it back to teletext, it, it really, that's the indirect child of, of the, you know, channel four, really. Yeah. It's driven everything on. I have to say, and I'm sure Peter would agree with me that. Working in teletext in the early stages was such fun. It was exciting. You were breaking new ground all the time. Um, from an engineering point of view, it must have been fantastic fun, I should think. Well, I wasn't there from the beginning. I was there from 2000, which was, uh, I think, was just beginning to wind down. Right. Uh, we had a. Um, when did the internet actually begin? I know Peter. He was he made something simple. Turning it into something very, very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> then he'd give it to me to implement. So <laughs> it was. Uh, well, you got all the good jobs, didn't you? Oh, yes. Huh? Stuff like fast text. Why, why you have to have one bit from here and one bit from there and then reverse that one. Uh, you can't have an eight, you have to have a zero. Right. Because, uh, because of reasons. And um, he came up with. Most complicated schemes for uh, press facts. We insisted it had to be ideal for magazine, which is. Uh, press facts was, was the internal information system around the BBC, wasn't it? It was internal, yes. but uh, Not just BBC? It was just BBC and me, because they broadcasted it on BBC One and BBC Two. Right. So if you had. A suitable receiver like that box in the corner, right? You could actually receive uh, all of their schedules down to one twenty-fifth of a second, right? So that was, um, uh, yeah, it was fun working in the background of CFAX and Teletext, going into the control room at the BBC, yeah, and, uh, thinking what would happen if I pulled that. <laughs> 
It must be very tempting from time to time, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to probably call it kids of Blue Peter or whatever. <laughs> or switch it into four by three aspect ratio. <laughs> but I stuck to my own my own bit of area of expert things. The possibilities are endless, aren't they? Sorry, I'll do it my way. Not at all, I'll give you the mic back and I'll ask you questions about this. No, go for it. Yeah, so I'll give you this one. There we go. I'll take that one. Thank you, Peter. Okay, right, so I'm picking on Intel facts here because A, I can lift it with one hand. Right. The Intel facts bid is. You, you, well, you can prop a door open with it, or, or even jack a car up, cleaning it up. <laughs> so uh, it, it really is good. But um, to just give you an idea of the amount of um, work that goes into a bid, we've got here a, um, a questionnaire that was sent out to um, Teletext users. We've got some findings at the back here. And um, it's, it gives you a good snapshot of when, obviously, this was uh, this bit was put in. What was it? Early 1980s, was it? Uh, yes, uh, I think. When did I join Intel? Oh, 1983. Yeah. So that would have been 80, late 84, beginning of 85, I think. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. So this will be. It tells you in 1984 probably where Teletext hasn't hit critical mass yet. We've still got a lot of people not with without the decoder in the television, That's so they right. weren't able to access it. So they're People are probably going next door or seeing in-laws and, and, and turning turning on their tech service that we've got here, which is the main tech service used by the respondent. So um, the um, Oracle out of men, 23 men, uh, it's just like a percentage I guess, yes. so 23% said uh, uh, of men used Oracle, but 56% of men used CFAC. Um, but when you move over to uh, women as a demographic, Oracle get a few more back. Uh, the 33% of women use Oracle, but still 43% of women use CFAX. So all the way through, the, the CFAX is the sort of like the go-to is, is the go-to service. What, what do you think that was, Matt? I, I think um, partly because the BBC did a lot more promotion of teletext than, than ITV did. And that really goes back to what I was saying before about the ITV companies, although they jointly own Oracle, um, they were a bit nervous about it because obviously ratings are key if you're selling advertising. I mean, they're key to any broadcaster, but if you're trying to make money out of it, the number of people watching your channel, um, that's a big deal. And I think that, that for a long while, the ITV companies thought that it was something they had to do teletext because the BBC were doing it, um, but they didn't push it very hard. Whereas the BBC were doing things like CFAX is here, this is CFAX, etc., etc., and, and promoting it fairly heavily um, in the regions as well. Yeah, and uh, coming through, they, in the next table along, they, they actually dive, uh, they, they go into some further depth. And, you know, for, there's, there's about 14 or 15 reasons here, and predominantly, um, CFAX is preferred um, in all of these, you know, um, better information, news, program information, children's entertainment. But, you know, there's not a huge disparity to the two, but the one that actually sticks out the most more is uh, 
preference to offer oracles higher on better layout. And so we're looking at inviting. So if I want to bring Jason in on this, so what, what sort of format were Oracle using in 1984, and um, and what sort of format were the B and CFAX? What were they using? In terms of what? Um, well, this, this survey says that a lot of the respondents here preferred the layout of the ITV service. So it, it's actually, if you look at those two screens over there, they're, okay, they're both CFAX. That's what they mean by the layout. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm quite surprised to hear you say that, that the, the, the public actually preferred the layout of all of them. Yeah, it's in black and white. Right. So page 42, yeah, yeah. It's, um, and, and the horoscopes um, are better as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't have been difficult because the yeah. BBC didn't do horoscopes. No, no. Oh, and the, and the, the holidays as well, which is a, a McGovern as well, they don't do That's holidays right. either, anybody, internet. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. CFAX don't do holidays, but uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's really interesting stuff. And um, I can see why you won the big, you've really done your homework. <coughs> well, again, you know, we, we always tended to put a lot of effort into the bits that we put together for editorial services. Um, I mean, for a long while, Fortel was the only contract that Fortelfax yeah. had, um, and the second one was S4C, Spectre. And that was a Welsh, a Welsh language service, so we ended up employing Welsh-speaking journalists in London to create the Welsh pages that went out on Spectel. Spectel used to use a lot of Fortel pages because obviously a lot of the programmes that went out on S4C were in English, so they just used to lift the, the stuff from, from the Fortel service. Um, but the, the, what made it different was the fact that we had four Welsh-speaking journalists working out of London, putting it together. Um, and that, those two, Fortel and Spectel, um, we ran for about three years, I think, maybe four years. Um, and then we got Super Channel. Alright. I don't see there's a tentative screen. I don't see. It's not a thermal paper, I hope. Uh, if you take a. Uh, this isn't. Yes. I've got something else. I'll say, no, I didn't want to hold it if it was a thermal one. I've done it. I'm going to mark it up. Right. Um, so that was, that was the third um, program related service that we started. Um, and really, it sort of snowballed from there. Um, as more and more satellite and cable broadcasters came online, we were jumping in with both feet. Yeah. Almost immediately, they came on in saying, Would you like a teletext service? You were the, you were the go to yeah. teletext set up service, you, you could just parachute in and set up. So the Super Channel, that was on ESP, wasn't it? That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, the Marco Polo satellite. That's the one. Yeah. And you've got a memory. Yeah, no, it's a Rathbourne Place. That's uh, you, my favourite computer magazine. Is there? Your Sinclair was a Rathbourne Place. Yeah, off Tottenham Court Road. Yeah, so, right. uh, but yeah, the Super Channel. That was, um, and again, I think that's probably where you know you've got sort of groundbreaking information service um, going to perhaps an outlet that isn't going to reach the people that it wants to reach, maybe. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I think it did reasonably well because Super Channel was actually owned by the Dutch. It was a Dutch company. I see. <coughs> um, and it was obviously going out all over Holland. Um, and Holland and the NOS were, were big in telephones. They, they spent a lot of money, put a lot of effort into telephones. 
So I think they had a ready-made market in Holland. Yes. Um, and when we came along, as it turned out, probably just before NOS did, yes. <coughs> said, would you like a service? They said yes. So did NOS at any point say, um, you know, say, or would you like to um, put, put any of your sort of like marks on, on anything for their terrestrial services at all? No. Because um, um, NOS, I, I do remember like living in the east, whenever the sun came out, I would uh, start getting NOS 1 come over on, on TVDX. Really? Yeah, yeah, you, you wouldn't get the sound carrier because that came through differently, but you, they'd, they'd be showing neighbours or something like that, you know, so whenever your whenever your high pressure came in, the, the, the TV would be stalled, you knew you could turn into about 35 UHF, and then you'd get NOS through, but, but they would only start broadcasting in the afternoon. They would actually do pages of their teletext service when they were off air. But then, their yeah. service was like it was like a blue screen with ghetto writing, yeah. and they had a bar on the side that went down when the page was about to change. So it's basically a timer, like a frame bar. Yeah, a frame bar. So I was wondering whether that would be like a, like a level two or a level two and a half, or whether that would just be like they might insert a baby. I think that would be too early for level two or level two and a half. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were only just starting to play around with level two as I left in Telfax in 2001. Yeah. Um, so I think that would have been way, way before yeah. that, uh, that happened. Yeah. But after Super Shuttle, we, we started doing things for UK Gold, UK Living. Well, this is capturing the program. Can't remember You used to do the program those things, but this is what I've finished. This is those years. Discovery Shuttle. Discovery, yeah. Look where that is now, it's part of the Disney Empire. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, lovely. Thank you very much. one coming over. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No worries. And uh, so the, oh, I like the bag. Four sports bags. Yes. There's, a, there's a blue This was a bit of merchandising that they did. That's <laughs> <for, laughs> absolutely incredible. Yeah. And they that sponsored a little, uh, a school football team for a little while. Interpex <laughs> um, sponsored um, a school football team for a little while and they all had these bags and they had the name on the, on the shirts. Yeah. Oh, wow. So the foretell though go on. Actually, I bought it along just because we used to do a lot of merchandising on Fortel. Right. Um, I'm really sorry that we ran a, a service called Gallery. Do you remember Gallery? Does anyone remember Gallery on Fortel? Yeah, video. You'll have to elaborate. Okay. The, the idea was that. We realised fairly early on that people love teletext graphics, like those on the screen appearing up there. So we said, okay, we're going to send out packs which have got a teletext grid printed, and we're going to invite people to design their own teletext graphics and send them back into Fortel, and then we'll, we'll recreate them and put them up on air. And they used to get the pack, they used to get a pack of, uh, of coloured pens to colour it in, in, in the teletext colours. Um, and I'm really, I'm really annoyed. I never kept one, so it's long gone now. Well, I know that uh, Dan Barrowman's um, 
has done something very similar on a few um, road shows. He's done like tennis art prints where people colour things in and he would uh, convert a picture in and upload it as well. So, I hope we gave you the idea. Exactly, and I know that um, uh, ARD do in Germany as well. Yeah, I know so, so um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a brilliant concept and it's still being used. Right. And, and it's funny when you look in some of the old computer magazines, so like, yeah, how people use sometimes Grift, like the X81 software, and go, oh, yes, our, our programming pack includes graph paper and a pen. Right. <laughs> with the act, with the very high tech, proper draftsman stuff. Oh, this is beautiful. So we've um, we've got the one of the merchandise is uh, Intel Fans, and it's a uh, it's like a matchbox car, but it's made by a company called Ledo. Ledo. Yeah. Uh, not made of Ledo, no kids. And um, um, and it's got the, the dog on there, which I recognise. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yes. That's beautiful. That. <coughs> yeah, I, I was talking to Ian Irving actually, um, who created Fourteen. Um, and he was really sorry he couldn't make it. Uh, the problem is he lives in the middle of Scotland, so it was quite a long journey for him. And he's he's approaching his 80s now, so. No, he's in his 80s. He's in his 80s. He's in his 80s. Well, that's uh, that's, that's yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's he's the best as far as teletext graphics are concerned. I know lots of people will argue with me, but I, I just think he had such a brilliant eye. And he came up with the idea for 40, I did. Um, and he came into my office one day and said, oh, this idea, could we do a Teletext cartoon series? So I said, yeah, I love it. He went, no, no, I thought it was the birth of 40. And uh, it, it, it was incredibly successful, 40. Um, I think for a while, is it MIT, Massachusetts Institute yeah. of Technology, had yeah. 4T as their mascot? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's incredible. Because <laughs> the, um, the, if anything happens with the internet, it tends to go down with MIT first, and it's where yeah. the data side tends to be how, how things are for the next 25 years on, online. So I know we were very honoured to have yeah. that when they, they contacted and said, do you mind if we have 4T as, as our mascot? Well, that's certainly crazy indeed, absolutely. That, that, that's incredible. <laughs> Incredible. So, um, yeah, the um, the 14, uh, the animation and the comic, obviously, was, was, was then taken on. Mr. Bifo did Turn of the Worm yeah. and things like that. But you can tell when I saw the dog, I knew that I knew instantly the artist. And yesterday uh, at, at the roadshow, we were talking about making art on the ZX Next that, uh, that we'd be doing today. And we were commenting that we could recognize people's. Artwork, just in the techniques that they adopt, yeah. um, and and you know even the placement of a couple of pixels can make the difference between a Raquel Myers or or, or a C Fawcett. Yeah, and and you, and you can get to see that straight away. And we were we were having much fun about your cruise ship. <laughs> and I believe the last time you were here, you set the world record for a cruise ship on a BBC. I can't Did remember I? how many seconds was that was that produced? <laughs> I'll take your words for that. You're very quick at your cruise ship. So. Yeah, the cruise ship was quick. Um, and my other party trip. Ah, that's the one we did yesterday. So if we could replace that abysmal effort later on today, that would be much appreciated. I was trying to remember the last time I actually created a teletext graphic. It was probably when we were here the last time. That cruise ship. 
It's a long while since I've done it. I can't give it a go. So, yeah. Well, we've got laps on there. If you, you know, we'll have a cup of tea and, uh, right. okay. and have, a, have, a, have a twiddle, as they say. And I know Colin McIntyre, who was the editor of CFAX, when we were showing people around, um, he used to make sure I was on duty. Um, and he'd say, of course, we can, we can make um, the, the headers um, using teletext graphics. And he used to get me to, to produce the word headlines, but with no teletext graphic characters. So it was 555 equals 5, 555, W5, U4, all the way across the word headlines. And then I'd put the characters in at the end and it would come up saying headlines. This is incredible. We were talking about this yesterday. Um, so in the early days, you'd have one graphics terminal on, on, on the desk, yeah. on, on the floor. Um, so we were, we were perhaps, we were walking in your shoes last night and thought, well, if you got so proficient at it, you could just whack it out on the terminal mm. and you wouldn't even need to visit. And uh, yeah, so that, that, that actually stands up to what we talked about yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah, we were talking about WYSIWYG editors. And yeah, right. And there, and there being no such thing as a WYSIWYG editor in Teletext, it's always a WYGGYWYG. What you get is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I've not heard that before. What you get is what you get. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, 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 then you have a couple of tips which you can absolutely prove badly. You know, we, we've sort of jumped on, on you both. That's all right, it's our pleasure. That's why we came. No, it's brilliant. Uh, no, so thank you very much. Have a cup of tea, and then when you're ready, um, we want you to show us how it's done on, 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 the, on the end of time. No pressure here at all, then. No, no pressure. We will get a round of applause. So, uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Cheers.